Before we get into this episode of the Ball and Beats podcast, we have a very special announcement. August 18th, everyone be there. We have a very big announcement to make, something we never thought we would make as a podcast, but we've gotten to that point to where we want to. So stay tuned, and we'll see you then. You're listening to the Ball and Beats podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, episode 69 here at the Ball and Beats podcast. And what a special episode. Funny today. number episode. Funny, <laughs> you can say it's funny number episode, but with that funny number episode, that already brings the OG3. The OG3, the original yes, three. Sir. The original three, Logan Spencer Allen, baby. How about uh, that? Episode one was the original three. Uh, the original four was us and Caleb, and Caleb was with us for one episode. Respect to Caleb, man. Respect, he's got, respect to Caleb. He, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we love Caleb. But um, I remember that. I think it was like episode three, and then, you know, we did the OG3 for like 40 episodes, 45 episodes, and then we added David. So it's, you know, we're growing the podcast, and we're growing in a lot of ways. And, you know, like we said, August 18th, we have a very big announcement to make. So Absolutely. We're uh, looking forward to it. All of you stay tuned and we're not going to give any hints out there. I just, we're just excited. That's we're just sure. very excited. Absolutely. You know, that's all. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk in specifically the football world. That's where this episode is going to be. Happy NFL opening day. Technically with the yes, Hall of sir. Fame game tonight. Um, none of these players that will be on the field tonight will be on the field week one, but it's football. It is. Football. I don't care. It's football. It is football. We'll see. But man, I th- we'll talk about that later on in this episode because Again, a topic of conversation recently it just seems to keep on getting bigger and it bigger. It seems like every episode we keep talking about conference realignment in college football because we get more and more news every single week. And uh, just the yesterday, um, the Big Ten, you know, Patetti, the, he talked to Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal, um, trying to get them, move them from the Pac-12 and move them to the Big Ten and add four more West Coast teams. Um, the only thing is the big 10 doesn't want to be the, you know, quote unquote predator and killing the pac 12. But in my opinion, they already have taken away USC and UCLA. They took away half their revenue. Yeah. They took away half their revenue. They took away their two biggest brand names and the two biggest markets. You know, Los Angeles is a massive market and they took that away from the pac 12. Um, and in my opinion, I, I mean, it sucks for the pac 12. The problem is. I think the thing that killed the Pac-12, it has nothing to do with the conference, nothing to do with the teams. It has to do of the time that they play their games. Nobody yes. wants to watch 10:30 night at night football games because you just watch Saturday night football and you don't really feel like watching Washington State and Cal at 10:30 at a half-empty Rose Bowl. Let's see here here's the thing, right? For those real football fans, there's nothing better than going to sleep watching a 67 to 58 final score in a game. Have some of these Pac-12 I will say, after the Dark Oregon BYU game last year was very good. I did stay up for that one, but the, the problem is, is it's majority of yes. college football fans don't want to stay up that late because yes. you got NFL football in the morning. And also, respectfully, the vast majority of college football fans that really tune in are on the eastern portion of the country. Yeah, respectfully to everybody else. So, I mean, the Pac-12 at this moment, yeah, last week we talked about Colorado leaving, and now there's talks that Arizona is in the driving seat to go to the Big 12 and probably take Arizona State with them yeah, they're, since they're their border they're, regions are tied together. Yep. And they probably will not allow either team to go. There's also they're rumors screwed. of Utah joining them as well. Pac-12 screwed. Um, and they came out with a TV deal oh, uh, the other day. Goodness. $20 million. You know, that's that's... It's not a lot of money. <laughs> $20 million for majority streaming. Yep. Granted, we see what the future could hold when it comes to, like, the way people take in television. Yeah. And it could be streaming. But to me, this is, like, five to ten years too early for a contract it to is. be all streaming. And the issue that the Pac-12 has is all these other big uh, companies, Fox, ESPN, NBC, CBS, are all tied up to other conferences. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, it's... They're, they're just losing their biggest markets yeah. and they're losing their biggest brand name teams. 
and they're losing him to the Big Ten and the Big 12. Those are the main two. And now yeah. with the news coming out of four more teams, I mean, the Pac-12 is going to have to disband. They've this lost, is they, that, that would mean that they would wow. be losing nine teams in the fact of a year since they've already lost USC-UCLA. They've lost Colorado, and you add four more teams, and you add Arizona and Arizona State, who are linked to be leaving to the Big 12. It's nine teams. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's, a, that's more than half of your conference, and you cannot recollect nine teams that fast. Right. And now you've no. got the talks with the Big 10, and, you know, like you said, they don't want to be the killer of the Pac-12, but they're waiting probably for that. Like it. It's look. I mean, they are. they really are. Like, I saw a good analogy on another show that I was watching about this. They said that the Big Ten, say you're on the top of a building, right? Mm -hmm. You get pushed off. The person who pushes you off technically isn't the killer. The ground is, right? However, the Big Ten is the person who has just pushed the Pac-12 off the building. (laughs) And the Big Big 12 (laughs) is the ground. Yep. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the Big Ten, regardless... They, they are the killers of the Pac-12. They are the killers. It started with U- USC and UCLA, and now the Big 12 is just adding on. The Big the Big 10 and the Big 12 are just, you know, just going at it, at the Pac-12. And right now, it's going to be the demise of the Pac-12. Yeah. But it sucks because I like the Pac-12. Right. You know, they have, they're have they going to have a good year this it's year. It's probably going to be their best year in the they, last decade. Yeah, they got a, really, a lot of good teams who could make, you know, New Year's Six Bowl games, yeah. maybe even make a playoff berth. You got Oregon, you got Washington, Utah, who's a dark horse. I have, have USC. Teams. I have USC winning the national championship. Yeah, exactly. Year. USC as well. And you know, with UCLA, maybe even though they lost DTR, Chip Kelly's done a great job making that program respectable they again. Have, they have a great young quarterback who came from Detroit, MLK, Dante and Dante Moore. Moore. Yeah. He's probably going to be day yep. one starter. Yep. UCLA, very, very, very slept on program with Chip yep. Kelly. Um, I also have some more news as well, talking about uh, the Pac-12 and, you know, other moves. Uh, Washington's Board of Regents has a special meeting tonight at 9 p.m. Pacific time, so we have Pac-12 after dark <laughs> when it comes to a conference realignment 12, in, yeah. in uh, Board Eastern of Regents. Time. Yeah. So, yeah, I am going to put out on a limb that by next week, uh, we by our next show, episode seventy, we will be talking about Arizona, Arizona State, and more than likely Utah in the, in the Big Twelve. I think that's what is going to do it. I think once Arizona State and Arizona leave, and if Utah follows with them to the Big Twelve, right then and there's exactly when Oregon, Washington, you know, Stanford and Cal are going to move to the Big Ten because then that's done. Because then yeah. you're done, and then the Pac-12, they're going to have one last hurrah, and it's going to be this year, and after that. They're done, and like, and it sucks because you know you don't want to kill conferences, but the problem is, is like the Pac-12 has never been a dominant conference. They really haven't. They had one year where they made a run for it, at least in the college football playoff year, and it was with the Marcus Mariota-led Oregon Ducks. They went to the Natty, lost to Cardale Jones and the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, and ever since then, the Pac-12's just been either a first-round exit or they haven't been able to win the big games. Or, like, keep in mind, Oregon. Oregon has had multiple opportunities when they had Justin Herbert to make the playoffs, and they always lose a game at the end of the season to kill their chances. Specifically this USC last year, USC getting obliterated by Utah. If USC won, they would have been in the playoffs. OSU would have been left out. You know, you and Washington when they made the playoffs in 2018, they got both they got killed by Alabama in the first round. The Pac-12 just never has that team that gets over the edge, and I think that's another reason why is people don't take people don't respect the Pac-12 really as they used to when you know you had USC with Reggie Bush winning national titles. And, and that just goes to show, you're already talking about USC, the big brand. The big brand is gone. Yeah, the big brand is gone. You lost your two biggest brands, and you're going to lose your next two biggest brands in Oregon and Washington. I, you get the Seattle market, yeah. and you get Eugene, which Eugene's not a big market, but you get the Nike brand. You get Phil Knight, who yeah. literally, yeah. If, if he is the one, ever since USC and UCLA left, he is the one driving this Oregon and Washington yep. news to the Big Ten. You know, a lot of people think they could go to the Big 12, but they don't. They're not interested. No. Phil Knight will pay out of his own pocket to go to the Big 10. That's yeah. how bad he's wanted it. They are outside 
those doors in Chicago yep. knocking every single day. Please let us Plus, in. have you seen the recent, like, the Pac-12 Big Ten games? It seems like there's always a few on conference games this year. I mean, this year you got Washington-Michigan State, same as last year. You got, you know, Michigan-USC. You got Ohio State-Oregon. You got, you got games. Yeah. And they've just been flirting with the idea, and I think that they're going to be confirmed, if not next week, here shortly before college football season starts because it starts – Technic, it starts a, a month less than today. Yeah, and actually, if you want to talk about week zero, August twenty sixth, even as well. There's True a couple that. Games yeah, yeah so, exactly. So really, we have college football starting up in three weeks almost. Yeah. So, uh, forgot it, about that. Yeah. I mean, the season's coming up, and just no one can keep conference realignment out of their mouth, and nope. we haven't even talked about the second part, the ACC and Florida yep. State now. Hey, Florida State, you know, they've Clemson. been so vocal. Yep. Florida, Florida State, and specifically. Vocal. They are the most public about saying, hey, uh, if nothing changes here in the ACC with the dynamic of dispersion of uh, profit, we're gone. Yep. And, and we Florida don't care. State's we'll pay for huge, it. It's a big-name brand. I mean, the, the Seminoles are a big-name brand. You know what Florida State is. Yeah. The issue that ACC, with the ACC uh, grant of rights deal right now is the 2036 time frame, and there's 13 years left on it. And there's going to be legal battles if that happens. But I think a lot of these teams are like, by the time we pay all this off, we'll bank in more money and, and so much more down the road. We, yep. We're fine with it. You know, Florida State's been yep. the local one. I think Clemson, Clemson's Miami, North Carolina are other schools to watch out for this. I think they've been kind of working in the shadows themselves, keeping it more private. Yep. Think about this. People are talking about why hasn't Clemson said anything or, you know, they haven't really been public about it. Literally, when USC and UCLA left for the Big Ten, the news broke five hours before they made a vote on it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. USC and UCLA did their digging for probably a whole year yep. or months oh, on their own and kept that kept under it, wraps. Kept it secret. Clemson, Florida, you know, obviously Florida State's not in the mix anymore because they've just been vocal about leaving. Yes. Um, Miami's another one. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that keep it under wraps and keep it under yeah. secret. And let's not uh, – Let's not, you know, lie about this either. The real thing that's driving this besides money is the actual TV companies themselves. Fox is the yep. reason why USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten now because the person who runs Fox is a USC grad. Yep. So yep. you have a lot of these other, these major players in TV, they're the ones driving this. And if you're talking about the ACC movement, look at the issues that ESPN themselves have had recently with money and layoffs and a bunch of other issues as well. They're tied into $57 billion for sports, for I mean, college look, look sports, I think, in the next 10 look years. what's coming up. The Big Ten is going to have games on CBS, NBC, and Fox. NFL. NF yeah. Yep. Major networks. They're getting, you know, remember SEC on CBS, you know, the infamous intro? That's going to be the Big Ten. Starting in 24 and partially this year. Yeah, it's going to be the Big Ten. And NBC is going to have a ton of games. And Fox, obviously, is the main one that's always been. The Big Ten and Fox have always been, like, hand-in-hand and hand everything. And, you know, especially with Big Noon kickoff, you know, it's either the Michigan Roadshow or the Ohio State Roadshow every, you know, especially last year. But um, now you have these major TV markets and these major TV deals being made. And the Big Ten has made every single major is, – has gotten all the bases, the NBC, CBS, and Fox – the Big Ten has under wraps, and that is why these teams are going because they want to be, you know, under the bright lights. They want to be on these major networks, get their prospects, you know, showcased by NFL teams. You know, they want to get these guys shown off because that's how they make their money. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just seen that, yes, the Big Ten presidents have authorized Commissioner Tony Patetti to explore expansion. Discussions have centered on just Oregon and Washington. Okay. So uh, I would say Stanford and Cal. There's talks that Stanford and Cal could be the teams. They'd be to secondary. Me, teams. To me, if Stanford and Cal would come, I think that would be the ultimate nail in the coffin that Notre Dame would have to join. I do because they have, have Notre Dame's two biggest, three or four biggest, excuse me, rivals inside the Big Ten. Yeah, they're tied up with the uh, ACC as well with Notre every other Dame sport but football. This, Notre Dame's going to have to join at some point. I, this is my bold take. I think once everything is fully done with realignment, which it never will be, no. let's be honest, it will never be done. It'll go till next year. 
I mean, it's. I'm saying even even on. like longer down the road, 20, 30, 40 years, it'll constant. It'll be a constant be thing. A constant, people don't yeah. even will talk about. I think the Big Ten is going to get to 24 schools. I, I can see it. I think the Big Ten is going to get to 24 when it's all said and done. We're talking Oregon and Washington coming in at 18. I think Stanford and Cal makes it 20, which entices Notre Dame to eventually join at 21. And then the remaining three, I would say, are ACC schools. You're talking about Florida State and Clemson. I think Florida State is trying to power play the ESPN to trying to finally get into the SEC. I see Florida State and Clemson being those teams going into the SEC with some more other ACC schools as well. I think the schools to look out for really for Big Ten expansion is North Carolina, Miami, and Georgia Tech because all of those are good academic in- institutions in that conference. And plus, if you, I mean, you think about it, the Miami market, the Atlanta market, yeah. like you, you can, you know, Chapel Hill is a solid market for North Carolina. Yeah. You could get, you know, that market. Those are good markets to have. Yes. I mean, I, that's what the Big Tens have been all about. That's the whole reason why they're going, at, they went after these schools is because they want major markets. The SEC doesn't care about markets. The Big Ten does. I mean, I, the Big, yeah. I, I mean, think I the SEC see cares. Oh, I said Notre, Notre Dame could join Big Ten. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think the Notre, I think the Notre Dame's, a, I think Notre Dame is a part of that 24. Yeah. Uh, Problem is thing is stubborn. With, I think with the SEC, I think they care more about brands than they do location. Yeah. They do care about That's why brands. I think Florida State and Clemson, because Clemson's, I mean, they're in Western South Carolina. Like, there isn't a huge market, yep. but the brand itself brings in so many people. Yep. Anyway, they have their top 10 in viewership. Big name. Florida State's top 15 in recently, but when Florida State's up there, they're probably top five or top 10 viewing-wise. And they have a diehard fan base. And honestly, right now, things look on the up for them anyway as, as a team. And look at these football teams. Clemson, you know, elite football team. Florida State, yeah. going to be a very good football team. Like, you're getting good football teams. If you add these, you know, if you add them into your conference, you're getting a better competition. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's another wave to where, you know, obviously I like, I'd like Ohio state to win the big 10 every year. And I'm sure Alan, you'd like to see Michigan win the big 10 every year, but adding all these teams, you would get better competition and you would put a bigger emphasis on winning your conference championship. But it also would put less emphasis on, on meaningful November games. Because it does. But you also get better competition the fact that you get these high-name brands like Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, if you add Florida State, yeah. if you add Clemson, you're going to have better let's be competition. Let's, let's be honest for a second. In the Big Ten, the biggest game is the Michigan-Ohio State game. Every year. Every year. Every you have, year. Then you have other brands who are kind of on the outside looking in but are always close in Penn State. Michigan State here and there, not so much recently. Wisconsin, Wisconsin you could argue sometimes, Iowa. Yeah, sometimes Iowa, every once in a while, Minnesota. I mean, you have so, these decent these decent brands, but they're nowhere near Ohio State, Michigan. It's always, you know the Big Tens, whoever wins the, the game is going to win the Big Ten. And with yeah. USC and UCLA coming in next year, I mean, it's putting a lot less emphasis on the game because it, OSU Michigan might be playing two straight weeks. At the game, whether it be yep. Ann Arbor or Columbus, and then in Indianapolis, if those are the top two teams, do you really want to see back-to-back games? Because I saw Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh came out like a week ago and was talking about how the game should be moved midway through the year or somewhere to where it's not the last game of the regular season for both teams. That way, you have it set in the middle of the year, and I know it's going against tradition. I know it's always been, you know, the Thanksgiving Saturday, always been at noon, always, you know, all the tradition you can have. But, I mean, with everything changing, you, I, I, I don't know how you can have it two straight weeks of Ohio State, Michigan, because the Big Ten's not going to want that. They're, nobody's going to watch the game. People are just going to watch the Big exactly. Ten title game the week after. That's why I agree – I always thought, and I know it's against tradition, an OSU-Michigan night game would be an, an unreal experience no matter where it's at. Whether it's a Michigan maze out or an Ohio State scarlet out or whatever each team does, the environment would be the most intense in college football. They won't do that because of tradition. It's always got to be at noon. But they're going to have to do something about that because the Big Ten, that's going, they're going to get no viewership for the game. I mean, sure, OSU-Michigan fans would watch it, but you can lay back. You're not going to get angry. You're not going to, you know, throw your arms because you know it doesn't mean anything. 
yeah, sure, it means a little bit winning the game, but you got to play them again the next week after. So you got two straight, you got two straight games against your better rival. And I think that they would rather care about the Big Ten title game. You might see players sit out the game, you know, star players. And we've seen it before. We've seen it before with Alabama-Auburn. We've seen it before with Mississippi State, Ole Miss, you know, big games, Georgia-Florida we've seen, even though that's the middle of the year. And I don't think the, I, the Big Ten's going to have to do something about that. Another thing I think you can see uh, once, say, expansion starts to die down, maybe only one non-conference game mm-hmm. or two max. Have like maybe one or two cupcakes in there and then straight conference games. Yeah. You know, have, you know, a setup game and then maybe a solid, you know, on a conference game and then you'll be fine. And the thing is also right now, there's a slight hurdle, say if teams like Oregon and Washington would come to the Big Ten starting next year, which more than likely that's probably what's going to happen because of the Pac-12 media rights deal is up after this season. They've already set the schedule for 24 and 25. Yep. So they're going to have to either like reconfigure everything or something. Yeah, they're going to have to figure something out because everything's set in stone. That or you're just going to take away a non-conference game and just plug one of them, plug one of them in. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, The things are going to be changing a lot, but I still think like what, what do you think about the whole OSU Michigan two straight weeks thing? See, I haven't really had the time to think about that because I've been so focused on this conference realignment topic. Um, it's you don't kind have of, to th- talk about it a lot, but don't you agree? Like they should change something because do you really want the game to be played two straight weeks? I'm all for beating Michigan two straight weeks, but you know, I don't want to lose to them two straight. I don't want to lose to them two straight. Yeah, exactly. And I, and the big 10 cares. I know the big 10, you'll say, Oh, we care about the games. They care about the money. And the main thing is, they're not going to get big money for the last game. They're going to get big money for the indie game, not for the game. If it is like that, if yes. If it is like that, yeah. Um, it's, they, it's tough well, because I, I like the tradition of it being the last game. I game. do too, but with everything changing, I don't know how they're going to keep that, you know. It, it, they might have to go to the format of kind of similar to NFL style if it becomes 24 teams, you know. Maybe get – pots of teams like four or five separate pots of teams you play your pot all of them and then maybe a team or two throughout those other ones for conference play yeah so i mean then mix and match where they would play i agree i do think probably sometime down the road we will see ohio state michigan not be the final game um personally that would upset me because i just like the tradition of ohio state michigan being the last game of the year but it's just kind of where we're at with everything yeah and it, it, it's you know some people don't like the direction college football is headed some people do because of you know the big brands playing each other i like the regionality of the sport you know that's what makes it college football that's what makes it unique and uh it is becoming the semi-pro league the top leagues anyway yep. we're gonna get to a point to where you get to three big conferences because you're probably gonna have to include the big 12 yep. at this rate and they may just, at some point, just completely cut off from the NCAA and become their own entity and with their own leading body. Um, and every single day that goes on with this whole realignment stuff, I think we're getting closer and closer to that being a reality. And, I mean, what's it going to do for all these other smaller schools like Toledo here? You know what I yep. mean? The thing is, I will say this. Out of all the group of five conferences, I think the MAC is probably the most stable at this point. Them in the Sun yep. Belt. Mac in the Sun Belt. Because, uh, granted, maybe the Mac doesn't bring in the most money, but look at Conference USA. Look what hap- Look what can happen to the Mountain West, maybe, if the Pac-12 wants yep. to stay afloat and look take teams the from American, them. The American lost and it's, know, and it's, a few of their biggest brands, and it's UCF, nothing, Cincinnati. And it's now nothing but almost half of Conference USA. Yeah. So, I think right now, stability-wise, the Mac and the Sun Belt are pretty set for yep. the future. I agree. Because yeah. where else would Mac teams go besides maybe the American? If the American the American called. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Mac uh expanded themselves, maybe getting some teams like, I don't know, Western Kentucky. That's been a, a thing for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It got denied because Middle Tennessee didn't want to. I know personally some Western people down there, they want to move to the Mac. Yeah. I know people at that campus who want the to be toppers. in the Mid American Conference. 
And, uh, you know, it's, we'll see as well. I mean, it, it affects all divisions. People don't realize this is not just uh, the big levels. This is all the way down to D3. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to just, we're at the beginning. Yep. We're at, at the, the beginning, beginning of this. It's just going to keep going. So, uh, we'll probably be talking about this next week with some news that will probably yep, break by probably then. Every single week we're probably going to be talking about this. Um, but now we're going to uh, transition into another fun game that we like to play. And uh, Spencer has brought us some questions, me and Alan. So, so what are those about? In honor of the NFL starting tonight, technically, with the preseason, um, I have 10 questions for both Logan and Alan. 10 Browns questions for Logan. 10 Lions questions for Alan. To see who knows their team better. And to see who's an actual fan and who's a fake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not, the, not to that ex, not to that extent. No, no, no. I like but that. Just, no, just leave it like that. Just leave it like that. All right. Just leave it like that. Okay. All right. Not a fake fan, but okay. Alan, I'm gonna start with you first. We're gonna oh, alternate. God. It's gonna go Alan then Logan. We're gonna alternate. I got ten questions for the both of you. All right. You ready, Alan? You want to start? Yeah, let's do it. All let's right. get this over with. Okay. Question number one. Name one of the Lions starting quarterbacks before Matthew Stafford in 08. One of them should, oh my. One of them should jump right out at you. There's three of them. Oh, my. How do I not? Wait, give me a second because I know this. <laughs> one of them should jump right out. Oh my god! Why can I not think of this? Oh my god! Yeah, okay, we're doing we're doing like a. a this is a great way to we're, start. We're doing a twenty, no, no, we're doing a 20 know, second no, timer. I got No, Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. Yes. Great yeah. answer. Okay. There was also Dante Culpepper and John Kitna. But yes, Dan Orlovsky. That's you could have gone so old school too. You could have gone in like the night. You know the Joey 1840s Harrington. You could have gone. You know? <laughs> Bobby Lane. <laughs> I do. Oh my god! Not Bobby Lane. All right. That's a legend right there. Okay, so love him, by the way. All right, you got one, Alan. It's one zero. All right, Logan. Yes. What year did the Browns move to Baltimore to become the Ravens? Do you want me to be technical when they announced it, or do you want me to say when they officially moved? When they officially moved. That'd be nineteen ninety five. Incorrect. Nineteen ninety four. Incorrect. <laughs> That's not incorrect, my guy. Nineteen ninety six is the first year that That's the Ravens just, were a franchise. Maybe as a franchise, yeah, but they might have moved. Officially moved. I said officially moved. The team was officially moved to Baltimore in 96. The team wasn't a team in 95. Fine. I'll give it to you. They had to have moved. It's 96. Okay. They what might have I played said, in 96. When they were officially right. the Ravens, and that's when it was, when they moved in 96. I'll give it to you just to the fact that you knew, but you got to be precise, okay? Fine. <laughs> fine. All right. Fine. All right. Alan. What was the name of the franchise that eventually moved to Detroit and became the Lions in 1934? Love it. <laughs> it's oh funny because I, I actually that. think I know it, too. I think I know the city anyway. I don't know, I know the team, like, nickname. It's easy, it's, Alan. It's, Come on. It's the Portsmouth Spartan. Yep. That's correct. Nice. Nice. Yep, that's correct. All well, right. I don't even know why I know that. That's so random, but I know that. It's all right. I thought two, the wrong city, so. Two to one. <laughs> two to one, Alan. I was thinking of the Pistons. I was thinking of the Pistons oh, with Fort Wayne. All right. Oh. Logan. Yes. This Browns quarterback was drafted oh, at age 28 out of Oklahoma oh, State. Oh, Brandon Whedon. Don't even okay, finish Okay, all right, don't even all finish right. Brandon all Whedon. Right. What would you, just, do you know what his nickname was? I don't even care to million be honest. Million dollar arm with a one cent brain. <laughs> Fair enough. Congrats though. Are you All sure right. it was even one cent? <laughs> I don't even think it was one cent to be honest. Respect to Brandon Weaver. You, know, <laughs> you know. Okay, two two. So Logan got it. All right. All right, Alan. This is an easy one. This this one should jump right out you. What famous Detroit Lions quarterback, when traded from Detroit, stayed the Lions would not win for fifty years? I love this. Matthew guy. Stafford? Oh my God, no. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that's great. That's great. Bobby Lane. <laughs> oh my God. The Bobby Lane curse. And the curse has literally lived on to be true. Shout out Bobby Lane. Oh my God. 
1957, oh my Bobby God. Lane <laughs> cursed this organization and franchise. Oh my God. And it has been so true. Because now we're at... I you know what? Let's just let's forget that. What are we at now? Like 70? 65. Something the fuck I don't know. Oh my Why don't you think Unreal, Unreal Alan. Matthew Stafford? <laughs> oh. We're, we're getting away from... We're getting away from that. All right. All right. right. Yeah, yeah. Two, two. Nice, Alan. (laughs) Question number three. Question number three. Browns, let's go. How many games did Hugh Jackson win in his infamous tenure in Cleveland? Well, he won one in the first two, but he got fired in the middle of his third. I'd like to say four games. Incorrect. He won three. Three. I know it was close. I thought it was three or yep. four. He went I couldn't three, remember. 36 and one. Okay. I thought it was four, 36 and one. That's, that's insane. How does a coach stay right. for three years winning two games? He had to have known something behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you go one and 15 and 0 and 16, and you're still the head coach, coach the following season. Yeah. You got to have some blackmail. No I'm kidding. sorry. You just have to, respectfully. Okay. So we're tied at 2 2. Each through three questions. Each has gotten one wrong, one unbelievably wrong. <laughs> Let's just right. forget that one. All right, Alan, this is a super easy one. If you get this one, if you get this one wrong, I am going to revoke your Lions fandom. What does the patch in the Lions wear WCF stand for? Are That's you? a that I know that one. I don't know You're the kidding. I don't know the middle part, but I know who it is. No, I know it. It's William Clay Ford. Okay, just just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Oh, I forgot. Alan could just look up these answers on his phone. He definitely could. <laughs> yeah, but you shouldn't have said that because this dude was actually no I looking know, up answers, I'm Alan. Gonna... No, I'm not. All right. I don't want to cheat. <laughs> All right, three, three to two. All right. Look, I need to think look, about and this. Is, this is an easy one. If you don't get this, I'm going to be very. You're upset making with me you. now so much more nervous than I. Number need to four, be. who has the most receiving yards in Cleveland Browns history? Because even I know this. <laughs> very well known name. A very well known name. The only person that I could really think of would be Ozzie Newsom. That's correct. Okay. Good job. All right. Yep. I was just making sure. Yep. All that right. That's correct. Ozzie Newsom. <laughs> All right. Thank God. That is correct. I was right. ne- I'm not going to lie. I was so nervous I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it could only be. I was about to pull out. only be I was, Ozzie I was, Newsom. I was about to pull out, you know, one of the biggest flops ever in Andre Risen. Uh, <laughs> Jarvis Landry. Dwayne Bow. <laughs> Shout out to Dwayne Bow. All right. All right, Alan. Tied 3-3. Three, three. Question 5. Who was the Lions' leading rusher in the 2010s? In the 2010s? Yep. Think of those 2010 Lions teams. The teams that actually... Amir Abdullah. Teams no, that actually made the playoffs. Close. He's second, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. He's second. Respect. That, that's, uh, that's sad. Sec- yeah, he's second. Oh my! Like out of all of them, ten seconds. Yep. The bet he was the leading. I'm gonna take a guess. Jamal Williams. Oh my goodness, he wasn't 2010. Okay, that's not 2010 for one. Oh wait, no, that's not. I thought you just meant the 2010s in general. That yes, the 2010s in general, but Jamal Williams was came on 2020. Uh, oh wait, wait! If it's 2010, that's um best. Wouldn't it be Javid Best? 2010. Very close, but no, it was not Javid Best. It was Joke Bell. Oh my god! <laughs> Joke Bell was the leading rusher for the Lions in the 2010s. All right, I got, I got, I gotta take, I gotta take. All the right, take close. The you, you were close. Let's take the lead here. I, I, I would have guessed Javid Best or Joke Bell or Reggie Bush as well. All right. Logan. Yes, sir. Question number five. Who was the last Browns quarterback to make the Pro Bowl? Oh. Not Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can I get a slight hint? Was it before we moved to Baltimore? 
No, it was it was it, no, it was after. It was after. It's um okay. it was in the late 2000s. Late 2000s? Derek Anderson. That's correct. Let's go. Let's go. That's correct. Let's go. Come yep. on. 2008 is the last time a Browns quarterback made the Pro Bowl. Sorry, 2024 is about to change. years, baby. 2024, that's going to no change. Uh, no, it's yeah, not. right. DTR, baby. You're going. Oh, Dorian Thompson. No. All right. Hey, I'm just saying, who just went last year from Baltimore? I already forgot the dude's name. It was the backup. I don't know oh, why. Oh, God. Thinking. What was his name? I forgot now. Respect he was my, a Utah dad. quarterback. Yeah. How did I forget his name? Tyler Huntley. Yeah, it was Tyler Huntley. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what, what a great Ty- name that was. All right. Alan, <laughs> Logan's got the lead for three. I, I, I know. Need, I need to see something out of you now, man. I, I need I need something. All right. This is an easy one. How many games did the Lions win in Stafford's first year? Oh, that's a good one because some people are dumb. <laughs> in Stafford's first year? Stafford's first year. That's a good one because there's a lot of dumb people out there. Respect to the dumb people. <laughs> not the show. Not to... Not to be disrespectful. Oh, my God. There's a lot of dumb people out there. Oh, wait. They were two and eight. Wait, no. I was about to say two and eight, but in his first season? Hey, I'm just saying Spencer's freaking out right now. You should probably just guess. No, I don't want to take a guess because, well, I'm going to have to in a second. Oh, my God. You're just going to have to guess, bro. Literally, how many games do you play in a season? I was going to say it's not. It would have been 16 at the time. Yeah. Yep. So just do the math. Do the math. You got like. Wouldn't two it have st- been 2 and 14. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you say, kept saying, you kept saying 2 and 8. It. I'm like, they didn't play 10 games. People forget how bad of a rookie year Stafford had. People either. also forget the fact that I don't know why some people think Stafford was on the team when they went 0 16. There's some people who literally no, think that. Hey, who's Orlovsky? No, there's genuinely people who think that, who have no ball knowledge. And everyone, it everyone remembers Orlovsky running out of the Vikings end zone. That was the year of 0-16. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so effing bad. All right. Tied. Okay. Four to four. All right. Logan, this is in honor of the Pro Bowl game tonight. Okay. Uh, Hall of Fame? Or Hall of Fame. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. How many consecutive Pro Bowls did Joe Thomas make? Ten. That's correct. He knew that just like that. Yep. Joe Thomas is getting honored at the Hall of Fame game tonight, so thought I'd throw in one there for him. So Logan leads five to four. Oh, oh my God. Oh, come on. All right. Alan. Yes. How many times did Barry Sanders make the Pro Bowl in his 10-year career? Barry Sanders? Oh my gosh, why am I blinking? <laughs> All right. Oh my. Ten times. Yes. Okay, that's, that's the reason why I put in his 10 year career. Yeah. <laughs> he made the Pro Bowl every year. Hey, Joe Thomas yeah. did every year but one, I think, or all of his years. I don't so even five know. So five to five. We got ourselves a street fight right now. All right. Logan. Mm hmm. In 2017, Deshaun Kaiser started 15 games for the eventual 0-16 Browns. Who started the other game? Oh, snap. There's two names in my mind. That would have to be. You can only or say three. one. There's three. Can I just say the names I'm thinking? I'll, I'll say the names that I'm thinking, but I don't know which one's which. But I, I just So the names that come to mind, there's, now there's four. <laughs> there would be Kevin Hogan. Cody Kessler, Connor Shaw, or Zach Mettenberger? I know it's one of those four. Who was the other starter? The other starter. I know there was one guy who started one game. Actually, two of those guys started only one game for us. That would be Connor Shaw and Zach Mettenberger. But the issue is I also think Hogan and Kessler were close to being on the roster at this time. So, I'm trying to think of this year. Because the year before was RG3. Man. Gonna need an answer. I know, I know. I think I'm I'm not confident in this answer because I think it's easily one of these other four. 
but I'm going to go with Kevin Hogan. You're correct. It was Let's Kevin. Go. Kevin Hogan started oh, one man. game for the Owen 16 Browns. Oh, because he started a lot the following season. Yep. That is right. Not, the, fo- not the following yep. season. That was Baker year, but the previous year he had actually started quite often yep. uh, for RG3. So. Yep. So he got that right. Kevin Hogan yes. was that starter. So six to five. All right. Allen, this is one. This is one every Lions fan should know, and every Lions fan should be pissed at our owner for it. Why did the Lions and Calvin Johnson end on bad terms when he retired? I need the specific reason. The specific, oh. I need the specific reason why they ended on bad terms when he retired. Oh. It's very infamous. Martha, yeah. did, Martha did something that she uh, should not have done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Wait. My bad. <laughs> Rose <laughs> pulling up TikTok. <laughs> hey man, you gotta start playing this Jeopardy song, you know. Do do. But I don't want to get copyright. Alan, I, Alan, I'm gonna need an answer here shortly. Can I wait? No. Okay, I'm gonna take a. Uh, this is a complete guess. But oh man, this is gonna be so wrong. Because there's because there's other reasons, but you need the one why. I need the main reason why. There is one main reason why. He wasn't affiliated with the Lions, you know, at all for years. Why he didn't help the team out. Why he didn't help coach the team. And now he's helping the team because of a reason. Because the owners did something to bring him back. (coughs) Come on, Alan. You got this. Was it a dispute regarding money? Because of one way. Because because it was... The money that was recovered from his signing bonus? That is correct. Nice. The Lions took away his signing bonus of $1.6 million when yep. he retired. And Sheila Fordham gave his money back a year ago, and that is why Calvin Johnson is now seen at Ford Field helping the Lions and their rookies and wide receivers and everybody. Yeah. He's just involved because- with the team. It was because I was thinking of his injuries also. Yeah, no, it was because he retired early. So, yeah, yeah, you did get that right. So, six to six. We got a tie game. Tie game. Going to question eight. What is it, eight? Going to question eight for the Browns. Oh, my. Logan, Mm -hmm. who was the first Cleveland Brown to enter the Hall of Fame? Ooh. Thing is, my gut feeling says one person that would make it obvious, but I don't know if it is. There's two guys that have that just have to be close. It would have to be either Otto or Jim. It's got to be one of those two. It has to be. I'm gonna go with Jim though. I'm gonna go with Jim Brown. That is incorrect. Oh, it's Otto. It's Otto. It's Otto. I should have known. Otto Graham was the first (laughs) Cleveland Brown to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Then he, Jim, was probably second. Jim was second. Yeah. Jim Brown was second. Damn, I should have known that one. All right, Alan, he left you. He left. He left the door cracked open. He left All it right. open. All right. Question number nine. I don't was done. My bad. I don't was <laughs> done before Jim was. Damn. It was forty-five or something. Yeah. Was something like that. Who is the Lions' all-time leader in rushing touchdowns in a season? All-time leading rusher. All-time leading rusher. Rushing touchdowns in a season. Rushing TDs in a season. In a season? Oh, I know it. I, oh my. Oh wait, isn't it? Wouldn't it be Jamal Williams? It is Jamal Williams. That's correct. Damn it. Damn, I believe he damn. had 16 touchdowns. 17. 17 oh, touchdowns. That's right. Barry yeah. had 16. Yep, that's right. Barry had 16. Yeah. Yep. At first, I almost said, at first, I, was, I don't know why I was thinking Adrian Peterson. Huh? 
No. Adrian oh, Peter- yeah. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. You deserve to get kicked off the call right now. What? Adrian Peterson playing for the Lions? He played He played for one year under Matt Patricia, and I think he got like seven touchdowns or six. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I forgot he actually was with the Lions. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. So, on, that's why I thought of it, but I was like, that can't be correct. He got like 900 so, rushing yards in like 14 games with the Lions. It was hilarious. All right, <laughs> yeah, Allen now <laughs> leaves seven to six. Logan, you need to you need you need this one. Yes, you need this one. Yes, yes, yes. Question number nine: Who was the Browns' owner before Jimmy Haslam? Art Modell. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Excuse me. It was Sashi Brown. No, it was Farmer. <laughs> There's too many fucking owners, bro. Respect all that. Okay, I'm gonna get. Okay, it's I, one okay. of. The, I know it's not. Well, it wasn't our model. Sorry, Jimmy Haslam was not the owner right away. Jimmy Haslam. It was the guy who sold the Cleveland Browns to Jimmy Haslam. Yes, I'm thinking the general managers too. That's my issue right now. I'm trying to think of owner though. Just need an owner. Oh, who was the owner? I ain't even gonna lie. I don't really know. I can't remember. Uh, Jimmy's been the owner since, like, what, 2011, 2012? I think. 2002. 2002? Yep. Oh, I don't know who owned us when we came back. I ain't even going to lie to that. Um, Man. I, I, really, I really don't know. Don't who, know? I really don't. Randy Lerner. I did not know that. I, I, I honestly, I was thinking of general managers. He sold the Browns to, I, I, I can't remember what Jimmy Haslam was. He was like a flight CEO or something, and he sold them in 2002. For how much? Uh, I don't remember. A, a quarter. Damn. Man. <laughs> Fallon gets this next one right. All right, Alan. Man, you, hey, I'm just saying, just saying, that, 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 Alan, that, was, that, was, that, was a, that was a bit of a harder question. There. All right, Alan, if you get this. You win, you don't, you give Logan the chance to tie. What was All the right. last year the Lions won a playoff game? The Lions last what? What was the last year the Lions won a playoff game? Oh, that's easy, 1991. Let's go! <laughs> what the hell, bruh? What the hell, man? Oh, that's These a, layup questions for Lions fans, of course. They layup gotta, questions? They've always got to give the Browns fans the harder ones. Hey, I'm just saying we both have elite ball knowledge. That's all I'm saying. You want to know what your 10th question was? Yes. And this this one you're going to love saying because I know you're going to know like that because okay. you went off. What was the final score of the Browns' playoff win in 2020 oh, against oh. the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 48-37. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. All right. Allen takes it. 8-7. to seven. Elite ball knowledge by these two. Hey, man. That's all right. I had some questions myself, but I just want to see how hard they are for both of you real quick. Okay. okay. Since I had a couple questions my, myself right Sure. So okay. are you doing one of us each or Oh, no. I want, to see if, I want to see if you both know. Whoever gets it first will get the points. Whoever they get gets right. it first? All right. Uh, so yeah. How many questions? I only have five questions written. So, okay. How many Lions players have their jersey number retired by the organization? Two. No. Oh, no, no, no. Um, It's a five, isn't it? No. Four? No. Three? No. It's been a lot Wait, more recently. Not- There's a lot more recently. A lot of people don't even realize. See these jerseys hanging from the rafters. Seven? You're close. Eight? Yeah. There's eight. Ooh. There's now Barry, eight retired numbers. Dutch, Bobby Lane. Dutch Clark, Dutch. Barry Sanders, Billy Sims, Lem Sims. Barney, Bobby Lane, Doak Walker, Joe Schmidt, and Chuck Heath. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. That was an L my part. I was thinking more recently. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh... This is almost a two-part question. Um, who's second all-time in passing yards, historically? The Lions? Yep. It's either Stafford or Kitna. 
Neither. Neither. Because one of those is number one. But who's Wait. Is, it, is this Scott Mitchell? He's actually third or fourth. Joey Harrington. He's third? Yep. Oh. No, not Harrington. <laughs> think of a name. Just think of a name, you know? A guy you love or not. Depending. Stafford? No. Goff. No, it's or, good. Love Wait, or not. Bobby Lane? It is Bobby Lane. Oh, that's but how far separate are Stafford and Bobby Lane? How far separate? Oh, yeah. Jesus. How the hell am I supposed to know? I don't know. (laughs) You're a Lions fan. You're you're supposed to I am a Lions fan, but I'm not looking at, you know, passing yard leaders by the exact yard. I don't want exact, but by how close. It's, it's, I'll just tell you, almost 30,000 yards difference between first and second was Stafford and Bobby Lane. You say Stafford's the the leader for forever. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, when Bobby Lane was quarterback, it was in the 50s. But the fact that no one since has passed him even is kind of sad. All right. Wah. Who's the franchise leader in all-time scoring? Like what? Touch passing touchdowns, scoring. Rushing, rushing touchdowns. Scoring points. Total points. Yep. What position? You're supposed to know you're a Lions fan. No, I'm just kidding. No, you got to give me a position. So scoring, if you really think about it, right, who does score the most points per year on average, typically, as a position? Is it Prater? You are right in the position. It is not him, though. It'd be a kid. Is it Hanson? It is Hanson. It is Jason Hanson. Yeah, that's that's a yes, good pull. sir. All right, my second to last question. This is for one game only. The fewest yards allowed by a Lions defense in one game. Forty-six. Less. This is a long time ago. Oh. This is a long time ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. I asked you layup questions. Hey, I, I told you mine were hard on the way here. Ask layup questions. I didn't know. 25, 26. Less. 10. Higher. 15. Lower. 15. 14. Yes. 14 against the then Chicago Cardinals in 1940. Yeah. I got, got to read up on my Chicago Cardinals history. <laughs> Honestly, dude, you need to. Yeah. All right. And uh, who was the Lions head coach in the 2005 season? Uh, part, that's, a, that's a two-part question. Oh. Um, it's a two-part question. You said 2005? 2005. It's a two-part question. Yeah, because there was two. Oh, why can I not remember this? He's on TV. He's on TV, I think, on on NFL Network. Yeah, yes. I could see his face. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Oh, my gosh. I'm going to give up because I know I'm going to give myself a headache if I keep thinking. Yeah, I got I nothing. Know, I know. I, I see the face. I, the I'm with Spence. I see the face. The answer is Steve Mariucci. That's right. Oh, my. Yep. yep. But who replaced him after Thanksgiving? He's not coaching anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, it's... He's just not, not coaching yeah, the ball right now. I don't know. I'm blank. I'm blank. All right. I name, got nothing. His name's Dick Duran. He was the coach the of the Bills Ooh, after like blank. three years. Right, Lions legend. On God, bro. <laughs> yeah. On God, bro. All right. Well, just goes to the show, man. Lions fans, they don't really know their knowledge. They just give each other layups, you know, so... That's what all. are you talking... Hey, I gave I'm you just, a, I gave just, you a ton of hey, lands, hey, buddy. Bro, I'm just kidding, bro. I'm not even going to lie. Didn't know Otto Graham was the first Brown to ever get. It was because I got so caught up on Jim Brown. Well, you should have known. I should have known it was Otto Graham. I should. I knew right away afterwards that it was Otto because I'm like, I messed up. I just knew I messed up. Otto, I forgot that he retired before Jim. Tragic. I should. I should have known it was Otto Graham. That's tragic. tragic. 
but it's not as tragic as, uh, you know, two and eight, you know, so it's all right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about uh, that. Ten games. It's all right. All right. Uh, before we pivot into NFL Top 100 talk and Hall of Fame game talk and everything else, just to reiterate, we have an announcement August 18th. Uh, be there. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm very excited to announce it. Absolutely. All right. This NFL Top 100 list is god-awful. Yeah. It is god-awful. Nick Chubb below Austin Eckler? I mean, I get Derrick Henry, but, like, Austin Eckler in at 29? Are you kidding me? What the hell? (laughs) This is literally players who vote on this. And players and coaches who voted on the best positions earlier on had Nick Chubb at number one. How in the hell is that not reminiscent on the top 100 list? Justin Fields is on this list. It already doesn't mean anything. Respect to Justin Fields. You should not be in the top 100. No. Yet. Maybe after this season. Jamal Williams is in the top 100. Maybe after this season, Justin Fields. But (laughs) Miles Garrett, he's starting at 20. He literally did the exact same thing last season. Some of these guys fell off a cliff. He's 20. Aaron Donald. He was at 11. You're Aaron right. Donald. Aaron Donald's at 11. What did Aaron Donald do to be 11? He's done nothing. Nothing. It's just because he's nothing. been the best player previously. The last year and a half or so, he's done jack shit. Excuse my language. Sorry about that. I also think the fact that here. a little biased, but the fact that there's no offensive lineman from the Lions on this list is kind of kind of ridiculous. But No Decker? No Decker, no Rag now, no Sewell. I thought Sewell was on the list, to be nope. honest. He's not Bene on the list. was not on the list. Nope. Maybe he's number one. All right, yeah. Maybe he's number one. That's no, Tom Kennedy, practice squad legend. Jamison Williams. <laughs> yeah, no, he, nah, he's going to be in the Casino Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what is this? This is the worst list I've ever seen. Out of all the top 100s, this has to be the worst one. The top one. 100 is always, I mean, like. It always is, but this one just it's, it's just players. That's why. I mean, like half the. I mean, I've seen top 100 lists with like Justin Herbert in the top 10. Like, I've seen Lamar in the top 10. Dude has bar- dude has barely played two years. In two years, he hasn't barely played. And the fact he's been that, banged up. The I, last, and the, the fact that they still have Aaron Donald in the top like 20. Like I get, he's still a really good player, but he's oh he's injured, and he's not as good as he used to be. No. Oh. He's not. Nowhere near. He's at, you know what he is? He's worse than Miles Garrett because he can hit people over the head with a helmet in practice <laughs> twice and not even get a fine for yeah, it. Yeah, Mason Rudolph should be 19. <laughs> right above Miles Garrett. <laughs> he should be below, <laughs> realistically yeah. speaking, at 21. You're not wrong. Um, but, man, the disrespect is crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, How in, I'm sorry, Austin Eckler, really good running back. Arguably, maybe top five, top ten. Just depends on who you talk top to. Top fantasy running back. Really he, good oh, fantasy Oh, yeah, no, running fantasy back. running back. Yeah. yeah, he's a great pass-catching running back. He gets 900 yards rushing. Whoop-de-whoop. Over Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. <laughs> As Stephen A. likes to famously say, stay off the weed. Oh, or you can say blasphemy. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemous. Blasphemous. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I don't agree with it. Um, they're still coming out. I want to see the top ten, but you know, you know, Mahomes is going to be one. Kelsey's going to be up there. Burrow's Kelsey's going to be. They're up going to there. put Kelsey two. They're going to put Kadarius Tony three. Uh, they're going to put Isaiah Pacheco four. Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's now with the Jets at five. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're going to have Aaron. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is already on the list. I'm not even going to lie. I thought that was yep. pretty low for Aaron Rodgers too. What, it was like forty or something. Forty five or something. I can't. Remember. Yeah. yeah, I think Kirk Cousins was higher. Sauce Gardner was like twenty five, and for one year, yeah, he's higher. How is he year. already higher than Nick Chubb on the? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to admit, Sauce was Sauce is a dog. Don't get me wrong, he's elite. Year. Yes, 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 yes. I get that. Great. Well, we got to move on. The Jets, we'll talk, the Jets beat the Browns. We'll, last we'll year. talk That's about it. We'll, we'll talk about other stuff. No, I just can't talk about this list anymore. <laughs> I just can't. It's, Maybe it's, if Chubb won more than seven games, he'd be higher. Austin Eckler choked 27 to nothing. He made the playoffs. Against the Jags. He sh- <laughs> Their head coach is lucky that they didn't get it. Yeah, Brandon Staley being still being with the Chargers is, is, is a joke. 
All right. Hey, I got uh, I got some quick betting news. Not that I'm endorsing you to go bet or anything. Oh, the New York Jets. The New York Jets are favored to win tonight. Okay. Who, who's I don't I can't even name who's playing besides Zach Wilson. Okay, I know. <laughs> All right, who's playing? I don't know. We want to pick the game real quick. I mean, I, yeah, we I, might as well pick the game. I don't know who the hell is going to win. I'll say Cleveland just because it's in uh, Canton, and I don't know any of these players on the teams. And Zach Wilson sucks. So uh, go, uh, Kellen Mond. Let's go, <laughs> Allen. Who wins? I guess we're going to have a curse. So I was going to go with the Browns. All right. Well, J E T S Jets, 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 baby. Browns ain't doing nothing all season. They're losing every game. New York Jets, all day, baby. Hey, Sauce may be on the sideline, but he'll be saucy on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> him and Aaron yeah. Rodgers are gonna be iced out together. Yep. Um. So it's all right. Uh. But no one really cares about the game. Uh. But that they do care because football is back. Football's back, but no one cares about the Hall of Fame. Game. No one cares about the Hall of Fame because no one's gonna know any of these players. Probably more playing. views than a Pac-12 game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. all right. Um. More people. I might. You know, I might tune in just a little bit. Uh, oh, I am. I'll probably watch a little bit, but you know, I am because it's football. Just a little. It's football. I've been starving for Are this, bro. You ready for some football? Monday night. Born. Party. Born. Born ready, bro. All right. Oh, uh, by the way, all season tickets for the Detroit Lions are now sold out. Can't get them. Yes, they are. That is. First time in franchise history. Didn't know Eminem bought out the stadium. Nah, you funny. So that way no one could go. <laughs> All right. Sounds about right. Um, so as well, we'll end off talking about since the Hall of Fame games Thursday, Hall of Fame ceremony is Saturday. Uh, the two biggest names probably on the list are Darrell Revis and Joe Thomas, and that's probably why it's Jets-Browns Hall of Fame game. Yep. Um, and, of course, they have to save the best for last and Joe Thomas uh, talking because, of course, you save the best player for last to speak. Um, but Man, let's let's name all the quarterbacks that have played under Joe Thomas. What that should have been a good that would have been a good question to have. Bro. God, that you would have won if you could name all fifteen or sixteen or whatever. <laughs> that would have been a very good question, dude. I'm not gonna lie, you probably should have done that one. Name all the um, quarterbacks Joe Thomas played with. That that's hey, ten thousand three hundred sixty three consecutive snaps, man. No player's ever gotten above ten thousand. So, uh, I mean, and Darrell Revis. He was something special in New he York. He was a dog. People talk about, oh, he didn't get the interceptions. Yeah, because no one wanted to throw him the ball. No one threw him the ball. He was he, locked he, down. He locked down some of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. Uh, and I he, mean, always res- held, he always held a Megatron, though. Respect to all these other guys who are going into the Hall of Fame. I know Ken Riley from Cincinnati is. And uh, I can't, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I can't remember the other ones because I'm just excited yeah. that a Browns player is going in. At first ballot, Browns player is going in. I mean, all those years, all those years of just being god-awful, man. We had one good thing, and we knew our left tackle would protect our quarterback. Nobody else could, but No matter who it was. No matter who it was, Joe Thomas. uh, Easily one of the best tackles in the 2000s, 2010s. He is. I don't care what anyone says. He was. Yeah. He was there every single snap. He was the Browns' only good player for a decade. Hey, you forgot about Joe Hayden, too. Joe Hayden was pretty good when he was there. Not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> He's not a Hall of Famer, no. No. You got to say, he'll he was, be in the Browns Hall of Fame simply because he was sort of decent during those times. So, let's he be was honest. Average. Hey, shout out Muhammad Massaquat, too. Miss you, bro. Um, but, <laughs> hey, Joe Thomas, congrats, man. Uh, I wanted to be there. And, uh, but I won't be, sadly. But, why not? Why don't why you drive not? right now? Drive? Hey, you can uh-huh. probably get there in time. I probably could get there in time. Times a game? Eight? Seven? Probably eight. eight. It's on NBC. So yeah, there you go. if anyone wants to tune into the Hall of Fame game tonight, it is New York Jets, Cleveland Browns, I believe eight o'clock on NBC. Or not tonight. After, actually, this episode's going to be out this before. So be this promo to- has nothing. So we're going to talk about how the Jets won this game and how the Browns are going to suck. And Zach Wilson looked really nice, didn't he? He really did. I can't even <laughs> lie. Too bad, too bad uh, you know, Kellen Mond threw for over 500 yards. And then, and, uh, six uh, when, and then DT, when DTR came in, dude, I mean, man, he ran for 250. So, um, but, Joe Thomas actually came out in the field for a play. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then what did he do? He re-aggravated his elbow injury from <laughs> five years ago. Uh, but, man, football's back. Are you ready for some football? And it feels great. 
I can't even lie. Yeah, I'm... College football starts in just about a few weeks, and the NFL, you know, hey, the opening day, September 7th in Kansas City, your Detroit Lions are going to get are going to open up destroyed. the NFL season. Going to get absolutely yeah, destroyed. Keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Keep, oh, keep talking. I'm here for the downfall of the Lions, but I'm also here to see them succeed at the same time. So either way, I win. Um, whichever, whatever happens to the Lions this season, oh. I feel happy. So, um, but the Lions fans, you guys, let's be honest, you have become the Cowboys fans of football recently. Oh, for the love of God, Cleveland Browns no, fans have been, have been Cowboys fans the past few years. Lions fans have become the Cowboys fans of football. They are uh, restless. Browns, um, fa- Browns fans are the Cowboys fans because after they beat the Steelers and then lost to Kansas City in the divisional round, they're like, oh, this is going to be our year. But the thing no is, one's going to no, lose to us. No, but We're going to win though. the division. We're going to do this. Who's Joe Burrow? Exactly. I don't know who that is. The Bengals suck. The Steelers suck. The Ravens suck. They then proceed to go 7-9, You know what they'll go though. this year? They'll improve. They'll go 8 But you're nine. not talking about how the NFL cheated us out of that win in Kansas City. Wah, so. wah. You want, yeah, you want to talk yeah. about cheating? You want to talk about the yeah, NFL cheating on, us? I don't want to hear it. Oh, man, the arguments are starting. That's how you know football's back. Oh. <laughs> you ever heard of the Calvin Johnson rules? <laughs> no one cares about those. <laughs> those were so right. Um, all right. I think that's a good spot to wrap up this episode here at the Ball and Beats podcast. As we stated earlier, August 18th. Stay tuned, baby. Absolutely. Yep. I'll work just, yes, just as Dion says. Spread it all. No, no, as Dion says, we're coming. Oh. We're coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep on listening to the Ball and Beats podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow the Instagram and TikTok specifically in the next cup, um, upcoming weeks at Ball and Beats for business inquiries. Email us at ballandbeatspod at gmail.com. And as Spencer always ends it off with, spread it all, spread it everywhere. Peace out, Happy baby. episode 69. Woo-hoo! Funny number. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Take care, everybody. See you. Peace.